Jesus said in John chapter 3, you have to be born again to Nicodemus. Something supernatural has to happen spiritually. And most people that truly have been born again of the Holy Spirit, you can tell that they are Christians. And there's so many that, quote, say they're Christians, but you don't see Christ in their lives. You still see the world. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson from Raul returns to Acts for an inspiring look at the Apostle Paul's tireless commitment to spread the gospel. As we reflect on the devotion of a man willing to risk rejection and even violent opposition to share Christ's good news in Corinth, we'll see how we can faithfully follow in his footsteps. Join us in Acts chapter 18. Here's Raul Reese. Turn to Acts chapter 18. I'm going to give you a little background, very important for chapter 18 this evening. In Athens, from Athens to go to Corinth, it's an hour and a half by bus. And when you get there, you see this city that you've read about. It was one of the most sinful, sinful places in the world in the time of Paul. Athens was another one, but Corinth was worse. And when you get to Corinth, you see this little hill. Well, it's not a little hill. It's a pretty big hill. And this is where a thousand prostitutes used to live. And they would come down every evening to seduce Christians and non-Christians. The population there was 300,000 people in Corinth. I mean, there was a lot of people. More people than you ever thought would be there. And when you look at the city of Corinth... You begin to see that things, you know, begin to get tough for the Christians there in Corinth because of the lust of the flesh. There was so much sin. Any day, any night, you could have as a Christian anything you wanted to concerning sin. And it must have been hard for them to be Christians, like today. must have been hard. You'll see in this chapter, Paul the Apostle is kind of feeling stressed, And he doesn't really know what's going to happen if he stays here in Corinth because of all this garbage going on. And the Lord comes along, you'll see in a moment, and he says, Paul, I want you to know one thing. Nobody is going to touch you. I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to speak to you. Paul stayed a year and a half preaching, teaching, because God comforted him. I'm going to be with you, Paul. In verse 1 of chapter 18, he says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. So Paul came to Corinth following what? His ministry to the philosophers in Greece and determined to magnify Jesus Christ and the cross of Jesus Christ. This is why I'm coming, he says. I want you to know what the cross has done in my life. What has the cross done in your life? I like to ask Christians that. Because our answer should be, well, the cross has taught me to die to myself. That's what the cross is. The instrument of death. 
We've quoted the scripture all the time in Matthew chapter 16. Remember verse 24? If any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. And Paul the apostle was one of those guys. You'll see Apollos was another one. Peter, James, John, all these guys understood the cross of Jesus Christ. We need to understand that. Paul came here to Corinth in 54 AD. He arrived. And yet Paul, Paul the apostle, not only is still on his second missionary journey. He took three. This is second. And Paul in Athens awaiting Timothy and Silas to join him. They're not with him now. He left Athens and says, you guys, I'm down here. I want you guys to come down here to be with me. Imagine the population, 300,000 people in that city. It was a great commercial city. I mean, they have the ports where the ships were used to dock there and bring all the whatever they were selling to the city. Not only that, but also when you go to Corinth in a distance where the temple dedicated to Aphrodite or called Venus, in which, again, the thousand prostitutes, so-called Vestal virgins, were worshiping Aphrodite. It had a theater that said 20 to 30,000 people in entertainment. And Paul goes there and spends a year and a half preaching. What was his occupation? A tent maker. He went there, he got a, you know, he started making tents. He got together with Aquila and also his uh, Priscilla. And they started working together, making tents. Then in the evenings, he would go and he would preach the gospel. He would not put a burden on the church. He would preach the gospel to them. And it's so awesome to see how Paul did it. Even though there was sex and drinking and all these things were going on, sensual pleasures there in Corinth, Paul always kept himself crucified in Christ Jesus. Never gave in to anything. You know, it hurts so much when you see Christians give in. Whatever the temptation may be. Because you know what the devil is going to do? He's going to set you back. You're not going to go forward. And many people, what they do is they disqualify themselves for what God wanted to do in their lives. Because of sin. A little time of pleasure compared to eternity. Notice again how God here will do his perfect will. In verse 2 he says again, And he found a certain Jew named Aquila born in Pontius, who had recently come from Italy, from Rome, with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. So Claudius said, I want every Jew to leave Rome. And they had to leave. And Aquila and Priscilla left. Christians, they were there ministering. Because uh, the Roman emperor at this particular time in 49 AD, he not only expelled all the Jews from Rome, but the Christians in Rome also were being killed. Were being killed by the emperor. And I guess that would be a perfect time to really know if you're a Christian or not, when they would say, okay, confess Caesar as Lord or Jesus as Lord. That was their confession. 
If you would confess Caesar is Lord, you're free to go. But if you would say Jesus is Lord, they would throw you to the lion's dens. They would behead you, tie you to horses, and split you in half. And you would have to pay with your life. Husband, wives, children. Probably many escaped death because they gave in. So they could spare their lives. But not really gave their lives for Jesus Christ. And that's the way it is today. You might not be getting beheaded or in any way other things that happen in Rome. But a lot of people don't stand up for what they believe. And Paul did. Peter did. Apollos did. All these people that he's going to talk about, they stood their ground concerning Jesus Christ. He goes on in verse 3. And so because he, Paul, was of the same trade, a tent maker, he stayed with, notice, with them, Priscilla and Aquila, and worked with them. Now they were together as a team. For by occupation, they were tent makers. You see, he tells you. They were tent makers, Priscilla, Aquila, and now Paul in the same trade, working together to make provision for themselves. Tent making involved working with leather as a primary material from which tents were made. But all there is some evidence that the word implies that Paul works with various kinds of fabrics. The word stands for here. Aquila had come because they needed to make a living. So working with Paul, they make a living. But also the doors open for all three of them to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. It's very important you make friends that you can trust. You can trust. They're not going to take you. Paul the Apostle became great friends with Aquila and Priscilla. And Aquila and Priscilla took care of Paul, and Paul took care of them. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For resources to strengthen your faith and equip you to effectively point others to the Lord, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And be sure to order Raul's four-message series exploring a life led by the Holy Spirit. Now back to the final part of today's teaching. And then verse 4, he says, And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. So Paul the Apostle, what he would do is he would go down to the synagogue. Uh, This was the reason Paul had come to Corinth. To do what? To give him the gospel of Jesus Christ with boldness. Every, every Sabbath he would go there. He says, in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks, Gentiles, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was explaining the scriptures to those in the synagogue every single week. They started the law, but he was sharing with them Jesus. Hey, this is the New Testament. This is what Jesus, he's in the Old Testament, Isaiah, and then Psalms and all these chapters. And then this is what happened. And now he came, he died, he rose again. And that's why I'm here to tell you about Jesus, to tell you what he did for me, to tell you what he do for you if you come to know him as your Lord and Savior. Going to a synagogue didn't make him Christians. Like people going to church doesn't make you a Christian because you go to church. 
Jesus said in John chapter 3, you have to be born again to Nicodemus. You have to be born again. Something supernatural has to happen spiritually. And most people that truly have been born again of the Holy Spirit, you can tell that they are Christians. And there's so many that, quote, say they're Christians, but you don't see Christ in their lives. You still see the world. Yet Paul, going into the synagogue, said, hey, you guys, let me tell you who Jesus Christ is. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Verse 5. And when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, remember I told you he was waiting for them to come, so now they come to see Paul. They had brought an offering to Paul the Apostle. The Philippians had given a, an offering to Timothy and Silas to go ahead and give it to Paul for his ministry. I love that. Nobody else but the Philippians. I love it. Gave Paul an offering. And Timothy and Silas said, Paul, this is what they send with us to give to you. I love it. He says, and when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Messiah. Notice that. Jesus is the Messiah. Silas and Timothy remained there in Macedonia. And notice, and with the churches of Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea, where Paul continued on Athens, and they went to Corinth. Now they're back here with Paul and say, this is what was sent for you, Paul. In verse 6, he says, that when they opposed him, who? Notice, the Jews. When they opposed Paul and blasphemed, he shook his garment and said to them, I love this, because this is also in chapter 19. And let me stop for a second here. This is important for you to understand. A lot of people have confusion concerning this. Paul says this. Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Paul says, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm not guilty of any man's life. I've given you the gospel. You can't blame me for going to hell. I told you about hell. In the book of Ezekiel, let me go there. In the book of Ezekiel, you don't have to go, I'll just give you the scriptures. Ezekiel chapter 3. I'm going to go to verse 16. This is Ezekiel as a watchman. That's what we are, watchmen. He says, now it came to pass in the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. So you see, so I'm here. God's giving me the word of God. I'm a pastor teacher. And what am I doing to you? I'm feeding you the word of God, but also I'm warning you through the word of God. That's Ezekiel. He goes on. Verse 18. And when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. And you give him no warning. Now speak to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life. Now what would I tell you about hell and all that? To save your life. Hey, you need to come to Christ. Otherwise, you're going to go to hell. And he says, if you don't tell people that there's a hell, he says, 
to warn the wicked from their wicked ways, to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. What is Paul saying? I wash my hands. He took it from here. I'm not guilty of any man's blood. I've told you the truth, and you have rejected it. What does Paul say? Verse 6. Your blood will be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. I gave you the truth. You rejected the truth. Verse 7. And then he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man by the name of Justice, one who worshiped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. Just at the right time, God brought another friend into Paul's life, Justice. A Gentile, his name was Titus Justice. Verse 8, and then Crispus. God began to do a great work there in Corinth. People converted to Jesus. And Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord with all his household. Here again, another one. God saved in the synagogue in his whole house. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Notice that. Paul is there preaching the gospel. People are getting saved. And all of a sudden, he, you know, the Lord will speak to him in a second because Paul's getting paranoia and says, Lord, do you think I should stay or do you think I should leave? And I love what Jesus will tell him in a moment. I love it. Verse 9. And now the Lord spoke to Paul. Here it comes. And the Lord spoke to Paul at night in a vision, by a vision. Paul, you getting a little bit fearful? Because people are coming to me, they're getting saved. I want to tell you this. Because of your success in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the persecution that you've received in the past. And maybe you're thinking about the present. And now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Paul, do not be afraid. I love that. Underline that. That's for you too and me. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. But go ahead and speak. Give him the gospel. And do not keep silent. Man, don't keep quiet. When you see sin, speak against sin. Don't keep quiet. God hasn't called us to be quiet. God has called us to give the gospel to people. Right here he says, don't keep silent. God was speaking to Paul, giving him assurance. That he would be protected by Jesus. Paul, I want you to walk by faith. The opportunities that I'm going to give to you here in Corinth that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. And remember the great commission in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. What's the first word he uses? Go you and make disciples of all nations. Go is the key word. Go. Don't stay. Go. Have people come to me. By you giving them my gospel. I love it. Verse 10. For I am with you, Paul. Another, you should underline that. (laughs) I am with you. You're not alone. I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. Underline. How many people in your neighborhood? How many people in this community that God has here to get saved? 
And he placed us right here so they can get saved. No one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. God's protection on Paul, God's protection on you. And then he continued there for a year, one year and a half. Notice that. God gave him a year and a half. Teaching the word of God. I love it. Not preaching. He preached. But those that were getting saved, what did he do? He taught them the word of God so they could develop, they could grow. So when he would leave, they would continue to do what he did. And that's my vision for this church. That when I leave, that this will continue. To what God has given to us, the community, the people that come here. So important that we learn from what Paul is saying here. Our success in Jesus Christ. Verse 12. And when Galileo, this was an appointed deputy. Remember Galileo is the one also that was taught by Paul. Paul was taught by Galileo. And they're going to accuse Paul. And Galileo is part of that, uh, that deputy group, he says. And when Galileo was for consult of Achaia in Corinth, the Jews with one accord got up against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat. Remember I told you about the judgment seat? That's where Galileo sat, there in Corinth. And saying, this fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to our law. Contrary to our law. He wasn't going against, you know, contrary to the law of God. The law was a schoolmaster. Jesus had come and died for the sins of the world. And now it's not the law, it's the grace of God. And he goes on. And when Paul was about to open his mouth, Galileo said to the Jews, if it were a matter of wrongdoing or wicked crimes, see, he recognized Paul was not guilty. All Jews, there would be reason why I should bear with you, that I would be unified with you, and I would say this man is guilty, but I don't think he's guilty. They knew Paul. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. But if it is a question of words and names and your own law, look to it yourselves, for I do not want to be a judge of such matters. Listen, I'm not going to be part of your plot. Galileo did not want anything to do with Paul's judgment. He saw that Paul was blameless. Why should I judge Paul when he's blameless? When these guys hated him and they wanted him dead. 16. And Galileo drove them from the judgment seat. He got rid of them. And then all the Greeks took Sothesanes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. But Galileo took no notice of these things. He was, Galileo was one of the kindest men that ever lived, according to the history of Galileo. Amazing person. Well, as more and more people openly reject God's Word, we can feel hesitant to share our faith. But we hope you've been inspired today by the Apostle Paul. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's lesson is available to you in its complete form for a donation of $5 or more. If you'd like to get a copy, just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for today's teaching from Acts chapter 18.
We'd also like to tell you about Roll's four-part Holy Spirit study. It's a resource that will bolster your confidence in sharing the good news of the gospel. Available on either CD or flash drive, this series clarifies the amazing provision of God's Holy Spirit as it shows His role in filling you with divine wisdom and strength. You'll see that while you may feel unprepared on your own, the Holy Spirit can work through you to accomplish mighty things in Christ's name. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you Rawls for message study on a USB drive for a gift of $12 or in a CD pack for $19. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We encourage you to utilize our many free resources. Join Rolf for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. It's a program that features Bible-based guidance for walking in step with God as a living witness of His love. You can also download our app for live-streamed teaching, digital Bible studies, and more. Now, if you'd like to share your own prayer requests or Bible questions with Rawl, you can email him directly at pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. Don't forget, this is a listener-supported ministry, and we appreciate your partnership. Every contribution is tax-deductible. Tune in next time for more insights from the book of Acts. As we consider the Holy Spirit's sustaining presence among the early believers in Ephesus, we'll gain assurance of His galvanizing power in our lives as well. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.